0: Dear Tony, how are you? We don't know each other. Your show is about many subjects, but one I find very interesting is the ones about the supernatural. (laughs) So can you do some ghost stories? I like them. Yours truly yours truly I guess that's her name yours truly we can do that how about some true ghost stories by hereward h-e-r-e-w-a-r-d hereward carrington author of the physical phenomenon of spiritualism the coming science death its causes and phenomena and death deferred and that is by the uh, J.S. Ogilvy Publishing Company, 57 Rose Street, New York. Want to hear it? I can read some stories from here. So in chapter one, what is a ghost? Ghosts have been believed in by every nation, at every time, and at every stage of the world's evolution. No matter where we may go, we may find them stalking through the pages of history. And even in our own cynical and materialistic age, we not only find ghosts still, but the evidence for their existence is stronger than ever. It is nonsense to say that no sensible person believes in ghosts, because many thousands of them do. Why do they believe? Why would they believe if they had no cause to do so? The terror in the dark which we have all had, more or less, from which every child suffers, how intensely? During its early years, a terror which is, to a certain extent, shared by animals and even insects, does all this signify nothing? Those who have looked into this question thoroughly believe that there is, in every truth, a terrible reality justifying this instinctive fear that evil and horrible things lurk about us in the still weird hours of the night. That there are truly powers and principalities which we often toy without knowing or realizing the frightful dangers which result from this tampering with the unseen world. Yes, there is a true tyranny of the dark. Phenomena and ghostly manifestations take place in darkness, which would never occur in light, and which cease when a light is struck. All ghostly phenomena are associated with darkness and the wee small hours of the night. All this is exemplified in the following interesting narrative, which I may entitle, The Terror. How about that? i'm going to read some of these things some of these stories periodically you want to get some stories here we got them and i also encourage you if you got a good ghost story get in touch with me i'm always up for a good ghost story uh my buddy jim from uh, wdcr 640 am in marple i know we talked a long time ago about a very interesting story that you told me would you like to come on the air and share that i'll get in touch with you buddy So we will read The Terror of the Dark. Maybe you should uh, be listening to this in the wee hours of the morning when there is no light. The weird hours of night that there are truly powers and principalities which we often toy. All right, here we go. Terror in the Dark. All my life I have been afraid of the dark said an acquaintance to me the other day when we were discussing physical matters. I know that is childish, he continued, and I ought to have outgrown it years ago. But as a matter of fact, I haven't. After all, isn't there some reason for the fears that we all feel, more or less at the time? Doesn't the Bible speak of the terrors of the dark? And are not all animals and even insects afraid of the dark? So much so that you cannot induce them to enter dark places, even if they can help it? Light not only enables you to see what is around you, but it acts in a certain positive manner over the powers of darkness. Whatever they are and prevents their operation, all spirit mediums will tell you that materialization and manifestations of that character cannot take place in the light. It prevents their occurrence. So after all, as I said, isn't there some reasonable ground for one's fear at such times? I said nothing but gazed into the fire. After all, Were not his arguments somewhat impressive? But, continued my friend, it is not altogether because of these speculative reasons that I fear the dark. It is because of a terrible experience I once had and which has left me terror struck ever since. Whenever I am left without light for even an instant, I will tell you the story and let you judge for yourself. It was several years ago in an old house we rented at the time and from which we removed soon after the event I am about to relate. I was afraid of the dark even then, and always left a nightlight burning on the side of my bed when I went to sleep. One night I woke up, feeling the springs on the bed on which I was lying vibrate in a peculiar manner, impossible to describe. Looking up, I saw standing by my bed, a young man dressed in rags, having a face ghastly white, and showing every indication of dissipation. He was regarding me intently. I shall never forget the shock I received on beholding that figure, not only because of the unexpected appearance, but because of the fact that I could perceive the opposite wall and furniture through the body. I knew at once that I beheld a spirit, and my blood ran cold at the thought. What had I dreaded all my life was at last fulfilled. My next thought was, I am so glad the nightlight is burning. What should I do if it were darkness? As though the form read my thoughts and was intent on torturing me to the limit of endurance, it leaned over and the next instant had snuffed out the candle. The phantom and I were alone in the black darkness. Words cannot describe my feelings at that instant. The blood froze in my veins and the tongue claved to the roof of my mouth. I tried to speak but could not. I only held out one hand as if to ward off the awful presence by pressing it away. The next instant, I felt the bedclothes gently turned down on the further side of the bed and partially pulled off me. The springs of the bed were depressed, and I knew that the fearsome visitor was crawling into bed. It would lie down by my side, perhaps touch me. Perhaps. Who could tell? The agony of my mind I experienced in those few moments I shall never forget. My only wonder is that my reason did not give way. Then a curious thing happened. Even in the state of mind I was in then, I could perceive that the bed was gradually rising up again to its normal position. The weight upon it was growing less and less. Finally, it was again level, and I felt the bedclothes carefully replaced over me. The phantom had withdrawn. For hours I lay awake, not daring to move, and what seemed a century, the first faint shafts of light fell across the room, betokening the welcome morn. Finally, glorious day broke. Glorious light. Hateful darkness. Cannot you see why I hate you? But fortunately, this evil and horrible side of Ghostland is not universal. Ghosts do not always present themselves as so formidable and gruesome. Some of them prove helpful. Others seem to wish to right a wrong. Some even seem to have a sense of humor. So there are all sorts of ghosts, just as there are all sorts of people and the variety is just as great in the one case as in the other we'll stop that there you ever feel that when you're lying in bed and you could swear your bed presses down it happens all the time i feel it sometimes i had a buddy of mine he was a drummer in a band and he swore his house was haunted and he said it would really freak him out in the middle of the night, he'd feel his bed pressed down when he was wide awake. Has anybody else out there felt that? What is that? Is that our imaginations? In the wee hours of the morning? In the black darkness? Are you alone with a phantom? I don't know the answers to that. It's subjective. It's what you think. I've experienced it. Have you experienced it? It's a weird feeling. There are times when I'm laying in the bed alone and I could swear my cat is walking up the bed to me. It's a 22-pounder, a unit. It's not fat. You can feel 22 pounds moving on a spring bed. And nothing's there. You want ghost stories? I got your ghost stories. We'll do some of them each week as well. For Finding Subjects Podcast, I'm Tony. Keep the light on.